Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And I want to thank you for downloading this episode, and hopefully you've downloaded all the episodes previous to this for our series that we are going to wrap up today, which is called Stay Positive. It's okay if you haven't, because uh, it can be heard today without worrying about what we said previously. But it would be a nice thing if you did, and uh, get the whole uh, series uh, put together. It would be awesome for you, I believe. I really do believe that. Uh, it's been a great series and had a lot of comments from it, uh, both on our podcast as well as uh, when we are having our services on Sunday talking about the same thing. So uh, it's been it's been awesome, and it's been an honor to be able to uh, share with what's on my heart with you guys. Um, now, uh, we've been talking about staying positive, and so if you are just joining us, what we're trying to be is we're just trying to teach uh, how we can stay positive in a world that is just full of uh, full of negativity, and uh, and the world is so critical right now, and so we have to learn to stay positive through that. And so today, I'm I'm positive that God is going to speak to you as we dive into this this final episode of our series. So let's dive in. I, I want to talk about struggling with the lack of confidence, which, quite frankly, for most of us, that would be true in one area of our life. Or another. The reality is almost all of us are uncertain about our ability to fulfill, to fulfill certain tasks in our life. Uh, many of us are very unsecure about our future. Uh, we feel insecure around others. And if you're like me, I have areas of insecurity when I feel like I'm not being a good enough dad. And maybe you feel the same way as being a dad or a mom. And sometimes some of you may say, you know what, I don't feel like I've ever been successful and, and measured up to what my parents expected, or even what I expected and hoped for myself. A lot of people say, you know, I really lack confidence in the way I look. And let's be honest, I don't know anybody who says, I look good everywhere. We really don't say that. I mean, all of us, we've got some part, multiple parts that we're like, hey, if I could change those 43 things, I'd be happy with the way I looked, right? And so many of us battle with chronic insecurity. And a lot of times, we find it in our own self-talk. That the thoughts that we would that we say that nobody else hears, right? In fact, a lot of times, instead of me saying to myself, "Hey, you can do this, Dan," I say, "Hey, Dan, don't blow it," or "Or you probably don't have what it takes because it's going to be hard," you know. Or I often find my my inner voice saying these negative things, and I'm, I'm sure you probably have felt that way too at some point. What's interesting is when we do lack confidence, many people try to compensate it by either not trying or by criticizing that which they really want, right? Since I can't have it, I'm just going to criticize it. A lot of times they'll try to act more confident than they really are. And in fact, uh, based on my experience, and there's, I have no scientific evidence of this, but, but oftentimes the people who appear the most confident and sometimes a little bit cocky are often the most insecure. In fact, there are three different types of insecure people. Uh, that I want to briefly talk about. I, I've been all of these types, um, so I'm, I'm assuming a lot of you have been all these types. There are people pleasers, and then there are what I call the fishers, and then there are those ones that are one-uppers, 
Okay. People pleasers will do things like, or say things like, Hey boss, that was amazing. I'm here for you. Do you need anything? Or, Hey, do you like this? Hey, I like you. I'll be here for you. Hey, you want some money? I got money. I'll give you all my money. You know, do you like me? And those types of things. And I would question how many of you know, uh, people pleaser, a people pleaser, right? Then there are those that are fishers. It's the person who posts a picture of themselves and just says, you know, I feel so blah today. And then somebody, of course, responds, oh, no, girl, you look so good. You look beautiful. You know, or somebody says, my presentation wasn't very good, was it? Oh, no, it was really amazing, you know. And honestly, this is me sometimes after a podcast or after a, a church service or something. You know, I might, hey, did you, did you go to church today? Or did you listen to the new, newest podcast episode? You know, and they're like, yes, I did. And why, well, what part did you like? And was there anything amazing? You know, did, this, did this, this episode transform your life? And, you know, what part of it did or didn't? You know, those types of questions. And then there's the one-uppers. It's like, my kid read a chapter of the Bible today. Well, that ain't nothing. My kid memorized a book of the Bible in Hebrew, right? <laughs> you know, or I'm, I, I'm going on a weekend vacation getaway. Well, that's nothing. I'm going on a three-month vacation to an island I just bought. It's the one-upper, and there's always something better. Like, hey, I was so sick. Well, that's nothing. I had a disease and almost died. They discovered the disease, and I was the first person who had it, so they're naming it after me, okay? It's the one-uppers, you know? I know that's real, real ridiculous there, but, but that's what they do. And what's really odd is what can trigger insecurity. It can be the weirdest things. Um, I'm going to share something with you. I, I shared this this past Sunday, and I, I'm probably I know I regretted it then, and and so it's already out there. So I'll probably regret it for sharing it with you guys. But uh, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, I hated to go to the pool. Okay, I hated to go to the pool, and, and it's because yeah, this is this is embarrassing, but it's because I didn't have any hair under my arms. You know how silly is that? I had no armpit hair, and people would ask, "Hey, you want to go to the pool?" And I'm like, "No, I'll pass." You know, holding my arms down, I don't want nobody to see. You want to go to the pool? No, I'll pass. Well, I was at some friend's house, and they decided they need they were going to go to the lake, and I was staying the night, so I was kind of stuck there, and I had to do it. And so we go out on this lake, and we're on this boat, and it just happened to be these girls that I knew from school happened to be driving by and they recognize me and they're like, Hey Dan, they're waving at me. And I'm like holding my arm down halfway and you know, waving my hand going, Hey, nice to see you. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to show you on my underarms, but I can't, <laughs> you know, trying to say hi, but it just doesn't work that way. And, and so I felt insecure, you know, and I probably, I, I in fact, I know I'm, I'm feeling, going to feel a little insecure and over the next week of sharing with everybody, cause I'm going to hear backlash from it. But anyways, I confessed my embarrassing thing. So we're good to go. But for me, when I don't feel confident, I just, I just don't show up for that thing. Right. It, 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 it could, if I couldn't be good at the sport, I didn't play the sport, you know, or I'd wait to see what it's going on. And if I didn't think I could make a grade in that class, like in college, I, I would drop the class and take something else. If I didn't think a girl would ask me out, um, you know, I would ask them out and, but I wouldn't even ask them out really. I would, you know, do the old pre pre-qualified ask, you know, of, Hey, which is basically asking a friend to go up to him and say, Hey, if Dan asked you out, would you go? And because I didn't want to feel insecure and rejected and all of us deal with insecurity in some, so many different ways. The tragedy is there are many of you that are, are listening to this right now that are not living the life that God created you to live because you don't have confidence in a place that you should have confidence. You're letting your insecurity talk you out of God's calling for your life, and it happens all the time. 
There may be those of you right now, you're not interviewing for a job or seeking a promotion because you're afraid of, of not being good enough. There's some of you, you're not going back to school because you feel like you're maybe too old and people would laugh or you may not be that great at it. You know, There's some of you, you want to maybe lead a life group or some kind of ministry, but you thought nobody might come or you might not be spiritual enough and you know, you're not no verses and things like that. And so you missed an opportunity because of insecurities. We don't even attempt something for God because we don't have the confidence. And that's the subject I want to talk to you about today as we're, we're wrapping up this series about staying positive. And so today I'm calling what we're talking about being, talking about being confident. So I'm going to say I am confident, okay? And I want to start with a really important principle. So we all need to embrace this, and it's this. We don't need self-confidence, Okay. I'm not here uh, today to tell you that you need to be confident in yourself. You, you, we don't need self-confidence. And what we do need, though, is what I want you to understand is that we need to cultivate God confidence, okay? And there's a big difference, okay? And now you're going to ask me, well, where'd you get that? Where, where'd you get this idea? Well, it comes straight from Scripture. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. And it's actually from the message translation of the Bible. Paul says this, Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God confidence. See, it's not my words. It's straight from God, straight from the scriptures. And so we're going to forget all about self-confidence because it's really useless. Instead, we're going to ask God to develop something deep within us, a faith in God, confident in him. In fact, I'll tell you why I'm not going to try to be self-confident because, number one, my, my heart is deceitful above all things. That's what scripture says. We have an unbelievable ability to deceive others. And number two, I'm not confident in myself because my flesh is weak, because I can be spiritual one day and off the next. In fact, Paul even said, I put no confidence in my flesh. In other words, he was talking about his sin nature, okay? I'm not talking about self-confidence because my heart is deceitful, because my flesh is weak, and because my behavior is inconsistent, right? I'm passionate about God for five or six days, and then I'm like, shiny thing. You know, I can lose my focus. I'm not going to put my confidence in myself to be really all that God created me because I want to cultivate a God confidence. But before we go on, I do want to say, I believe with all my heart there's nothing wrong with becoming more, more confident in yourself, okay? God gave me these gifts, so therefore I can do it. And so I want you to be confident in those things. And there's nothing wrong with feeling good about yourself. God, God says we are created in his image, and so you need to feel good about yourself. But I'm not going to just say, don't ever think about it, okay? But if you really, really want to max it out and to live a life that completely glorifies God, you will never do it putting confidence in yourself alone. You will do it by cultivating a God confidence. And so what I want to do today is give you three different truths to help you cultivate a God confidence, okay? And we're going to look at verses that would the, have the word confident in it and, and some versions of the word in it in, in other pieces of scripture, and we're just going to let it build within us, okay? Not self-confidence, but what? But God confidence, all right? So three truths to help you do so. Here's the first one. It's to, we need to recognize and remember and internalize this, that, that my God is always for me. My God is always for me, okay? To cultivate a God confidence, we recognize that our God is always for us. The reality is so many people have an inaccurate view of the character and nature of God. The reason is because they often feel like God's love and, and God's favor and God's acceptance is tied into our performance. 
You know, well, well, I did pretty good today, so God will probably answer my prayer. Or I blew it big time today, so God is probably disappointed in me. I better not ask him for anything. And the reality is we do not have consistently good spiritual days. We all fall short, right? So many people think, well, God's out to get me and God doesn't want to bless me. The reality is, though, God is our loving Heavenly Father. So my question is, how many of you are listening today or down the road, how many of you are parents and you want to admit it? Because there's sometimes, you know, I'm proud of my, my kids and sometimes I'm not. But the reality as a dad, I never wake up and think, hey, I want something bad for my kids. I never think, man, I hope I catch them doing something bad today because if I catch them today, I'm going to take them in the laundry room and give them the good old-fashioned whooping, right? It'd be great to catch them and, and get them, get them, give them what they got coming to them, right? Never, okay? I never think that. I always want children, my children blessed. I want my children whole. I want them well. I want them serving God faithfully. I am always and forever for my children. Even when they're doing something, I do not support. I am for my children. And our God is always for you, right? In fact, Paul said this in Romans 8.31. He said, if our God is for us, who can ever be against us, right? Because my God is for me, there is no power on earth greater than my God. And therefore, I believe he will get me through this. And when you have an accurate view of God, everything changes. I'm confident because my God is always for me. And I'm not living for his approval. I'm not trying to perform in such a way that, oh, well, there you go. Good job. Now I'm for you. Okay? I'm living from his approval because of Jesus. I am acceptable to God, not based on what I do or don't do, but based on what Jesus did. My God is for me, and we need to understand that. And when you take a step of faith, God is absolutely for you. You want to get out of debt, God is for you. He wants to help you move forward. If you want to reconcile a broken relationship and you don't know what to do, our God hears the cry of your heart and wants to do what he can do to soften hearts and bring you to a healing place. You want to start a new business? Our God is for you. He wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to other people. That doesn't mean it's a guarantee you'll be rich, but our God is working and using everything to conform you to the image of Christ. You're praying for a miracle, maybe. Well, God is for you, and he wants to hear your prayer. He wants to work in your life using everything to bring about good. Okay, We don't have self-confidence. We cultivate a God confidence, and we do this by knowing that our God is for us. In fact, I love what it says in Hebrews about this. In Hebrews 10, 35, it says, So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Well, why does it bring you a great reward? Because our God is for us. I'm not confident in myself. I'm not confident in my flesh. I'm not confident in my heart. I am confident in the goodness of my God. That if my God is for me, who can be against me? And so I'm confident my God is for me. The second thing that, I, that I'm excited, uh, that is exciting to me is that this, is I'm confident because my God always helps me. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but I know somebody does right now. You need to understand that God cares for you. And he's here to help you. In fact, I love what the author in Hebrews 13, 5 through 6 says when he said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we have confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? You see, there's something amazing when you have a powerful helper that removes fear. For example, uh, I, ca I cannot fix a car. And when I need to fix a car, I have to call my brother Todd or, or, or my friend Rodney. Well, one time I had to call my brother. This is many, many years ago. 
You see, Todd could take apart a car um, and put it back together without looking it up on YouTube. Okay, we all love YouTube, and YouTube's been great, but back then they didn't really have it, and so he just knew how to do it. And so I was trying to replace my brakes and without paying to have it done because it was expensive. I wanted to save money. And so I was like, hey, Todd, can you talk me through this? And he said, I'll do better. I'll come over and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it for you, though, but I'm going to help you do it. And I was like, oh, great. That'll help, you know, and get it done. So Todd's there and we began to jack, this, jack the car up. And when we finally get up in the air, he says, hey, I need you to crawl under there and put the jack stand under the wheel. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I've seen those movies, the ones where I crawl under there and the car falls on top of me and I try screaming for help and no one hears me and I die, okay? And so Todd reassures me that he will stay right there and he'll yell for help. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. He said, we'll be fine, right? We'll be all good. Just get under there and place the jack underneath there. And so I did. I put it underneath there. We went on and I went to learn on how to replace the brakes on a car. And to this day, I do them by myself all the time. My brother was my helper that day. There's some of you right now, you're in the middle of a difficult situation and you need to recognize that your God is your helper. You know, your marriage may be in trouble. God stands ready to help you bring healing in your marriage. You, you may be stressed financially. God is your provider. He delights in helping his children. Some of you want to start a ministry. Well, our God stands ready to provide you what you need to reach the people that he wants you to reach as you take a step of faith. You've got a hard conversation to have with someone. Well, our God will give you the words to say. And you need wisdom. Uh, if anyone lacks wisdom, James says, our God gives freely to whoever asks. Our God provides the presence of his Holy Spirit to give you comfort and peace that goes beyond our human ability to understand. God's word is a lamp to our feet that guides our steps, our path. Our God is our helper. One of the Hebrew names in the Old Testament literally says, the Lord is my helper. There are many of you right now, you're in the middle of a really difficult time. And I'm going to tell you right now, our family is going through some hard stuff right now. And guess what? Just as the Lord is helping us, the Lord is helping you. Some of you are going to say, it doesn't feel like it. Well, listen to me. Sometimes you can't see it in the moment. You can only sense it in hindsight, okay? And I'll tell you again and again, when our family lost my nephew at the age of 18, and if any of you have ever lost someone at the age that it was way too early, you wonder if the sun's going to come up again. Well, our God carried us through that. And when you look back, you can say, you know what? I maybe didn't see it at this time, but my God was helping me. He was carrying me. He was sustaining me. And I was not on my own. I could see it sometimes more clear in the rear of your mirror because he was with me back then. Therefore, I can trust that he is with me now. In fact, that's what, why uh, Psalm 46.1 is what, one of my favorite verses. And let's, look, let's listen to what it says. Here's what it says. 46.1 says, Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times and trouble. What is he? He's ready. He's with you now, and he's speaking to you. He's helping you. And that's why I'm not confident in my own abilities, but I'm cultivating a God confidence. For my God is for me, and my God helps me. And the third thing is my God is still working in me. My God is still working in me, and your God is still working in you. I believe Philippians 1.6 will encourage somebody listening today. Being confident of this, that God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. My God is still working in me. And someone needs to know this because you did something wrong this week, and you feel the guilt and the shame, but you need to understand that God is still working in you. 
There's someone else. Uh, you have spiritual doubts maybe, and you think, well, by this time, I should be beyond those doubts. Well, you need to understand that God is not finished with you yet, that our God is still working in you. And there are others of you that you're stuck in a sin, the same old sin, and you can't seem to get out, but you think by this time, I should have been better, different, more holy, but God is not finished with you yet. There's someone else you feel bad because you've been away from God, and you're saying, you know what, I've been away from God so long, I've walked away from God on many times, and I just do not have this relationship with God anymore. And you feel bad. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're listening to this podcast today. And that's encouraging because God brought you to where you are right now. And you're, and you're downloaded this, this episode today and for this moment because our God is not finished with you yet. He is still working in you. He says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion. Now, I want to have a little bit of confession time because you might say, well, Dan, you look pretty confident and you know you sound pretty confident. I mean, every week you get up and, and you record these episodes and, you know, and, and people will say, you know, Dan, you get up on Sunday mornings and you give messages and, and all these things. Well, listen to me. I shared with you uh, a couple of weeks ago, I always feel an inadequate when I'm giving messages and, and, and preaching the gospel, always, everywhere, all the time. And I always feel like I'm not giving the church enough. And simultaneously, I always feel like I'm not giving my family enough. I always feel unworthy of the love of my wife because I honor and, and, and look up to her so much. And I know I don't let her know that enough, right? And I never, ever feel good enough to be the pastor uh, of the church that he's placed me in here at Chandler Acres because I don't deserve it. I never, ever feel worthy of it. Yet, I'm confident, you see, because I'm not confident in myself. I have a good confidence, a God confidence. And it's something deeper that even when, when I am faithless, he is faithful. I'm cultivating a deep faith in the goodness of God because let me tell you why. My God is for me and my God is working in me and he's not finished with me yet and my God always helps me when I need it. And so I don't know what you're going through today and I don't know what the voice of insecurity you're experiencing right now is, but I hope you understand this that you can be confident that our God who began a good work in you will be faithful to carry it out to completion. Why? Because he's for you, because he's helping you, and because he's not finished with you yet. And that is the reason I'm confident, and I'm going to stay positive, and I hope you will too. Amen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Venture Podcast. This also concludes our series on Stay Positive. We hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I'm going to be talking about blind Bartimaeus. And then the following week, we're going to have a special episode. And then the following week after that, we will start a new series. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about that later. Hope you enjoy your day. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.